This is Grandad Moothron, and you are listening to Rule the Galaxy, a wise decision. Hey, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to episode 105, chapter 105 of Rule the Galaxy, the Rule the Galaxy podcast. It's Joe in the pilot seat, as usual, and we have got a bevy of co-hosts today. We have a plethora, as uh, El Guapo would say in Three Amigos, we have a plethora of co-hosts tonight. Um, but again, follow us, as always, Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter. Email us at rulethegalaxysw at gmail.com. Just check us out on Facebook or YouTube at Rule the Galaxy. And uh, as I said right just a second ago, let's light this candle. I'm going to go ahead and just introduce all of our co-hosts and get this party started. Ryan, my good friend, Mass, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Joe. It was a pretty good weekend. You know, I had the big birthday party for a couple of our friends, and it was a good time. So, you know, pretty good mood just tonight. You know, uh, we've got, we're at that age where everybody's turning 50. It's kind of scary because I still feel like I'm like 12. Um, and then my wife was at the party with us this weekend, getting the Mrs. Molinero out there. And she had quite the, uh, s'mores mishap with marshmallows. Man. That was, that was a mess. That was a mess um, seeing her with shit. that. So, um, but thank you for having us. And it was a great bonfire, yeah, a great yeah. party. So, and, uh, D doc has his headphones down, but oh, now they're back up. D doc from Philly area. How you doing? My friend. I'm doing good. I want to, uh, one thing I saw on Twitter today, I want to wish a happy birthday to John Favreau. Really? That's how I'll start off the show. Today hey. is his birthday. Happy birthday to him. Good for John Favreau. You know what? We always say in Filoni, we trust here, but Favreau and him are uh, two peas in a pod and we love what they're doing. So yes, happy birthday, Mr. Favreau. Uh, I will always think of him as the guy from Rudy, right? Wasn't he the, uh, wasn't he the guy who, uh, the tutor, the tutor. Yeah. On Rudy. Really? Yes. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes. So yeah, that that's the first time I remember seeing him in anything and look at the always, leaps and bounds he's changed. Right. Go ahead, Matt. I always think of him as the guy who had to go get the beer in PCU. I never saw PCU. You've never seen PCU. No, <laughs> I mean, I'm swingers is where I was going. So, okay. Well, happy birthday to Mr. Favreau, and uh, I don't even know how old he is. We'll find out later on. Somebody Google that. If Alfie was here, he'd Google that. Mr. Nick Chesky, welcome back. And as Mr. Glosson just said, you look like you're in a camper there in your uh, in your basement. How are you, sir? Well, I am not in a camper. If anybody thinks I'm being held against my will, that's not that's not true. I, I am great, Joe. Glad to be back on. Life's been a little crazy, a little busy, uh, but Glad to be on and looking forward to some legions this weekend. I've been saying it for a while now, but Brent scratched the itch on legions, and now I now I can't get enough. And I'll come vicariously live through his set, so I don't fill my camper with it. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars Legions is supposed to be this weekend, so we will uh, we'll uh, we'll take some pics and show how great the setup there is at Brent's house. Mister Dykeman, Brent, the biggin, how are you, sir? Long time no talk to. Yeah, I feel like I've been out of commission for a few minutes. Um, I do want to clear the air about this Legions a little bit. You say that it's what holds me into the Star Wars universe. <laughs> it's not what holds me into the universe. 
it is my passion that you and Mr. Shevsky and Mr. Alfie and Mr. D-Doc have for, and Mr. Glosson as well, for hunting the figures. I have mm. absolutely no drive at hunting for the figures. I hunt for my little plastic crack men that I can play this game with. <laughs> so it's all because of my love of Star Wars, but it's what it, it's my passion instead of hunting for the, for the action figures, which is lost on me. It's hunting for these little guys, which I'm sure is lost on you guys as well. So I'll start with that. I just want to make sure I get that out there that Star Wars is the number one reason why I am in this game. Yes. I just try to hunt these guys and like with the passion you have for hunting figures. Don't well, get it twisted, Joe. To, sorry, to each his <laughs> right. own. To each right. his own. I, I will say this. I, I have been gifted uh, Allegiance Ahsoka, Captain Rex, and Cara Dune. So I do have those three characters that Brent so kindly painted for me, and I've got them up on my shelves here, and they are wonderful and they really fit with the rest of the things i've my captain rex shelf's right in front of me and there's the little how how tall is he inch and a half about an inch and a half is what yep. most of them are captain rex right in front of me there so thank you for that everybody's looking forward to that you know this this other guy who we're getting ready to introduce he's he's too cool he usually has sunglasses on when he does his show but he can relax take the sunglasses off and be a part of the the big rule of the galaxy show mr steve glosson of geek out loud how are you, sir? Welcome back. I knew you were just with us on episode 100, but it's so great to have you back on the show. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. John Favreau was Eric the Clown in Seinfeld. That's the first place I ever saw him. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then later he was Pete in Friends. David yeah, Monica was. for a while. He wanted to be the ultimate fighting <laughs> champion. Am I, the, am I the ultimate fighter? No, That's right. I'm not. <laughs> and who can forget his turn as Foggy Nelson in the Ben Affleck version of Daredevil in the early 2000s? Mm. And apparently you all can. And then, yeah. of course, uh, <laughs> then, of course, Happy Hogan. Happy, yes. And now Happy's chasing uh, Aunt May, correct? Yeah. Is that the, is that yeah, the new yeah. twist on things? Well, yeah. it depends on who you ask. If you ask her, no, they're not really dating. <laughs> <laughs> they're just having fun okay okay oh happy okay yeah <laughs> so yeah i he does play a good role in that by the way i did like what was the one where he got blown up was that two iron man two or three um where he was in the hospital most of that the was time. iron three. man three that was three yeah i liked iron man three that was a, that was a good episode right there um so uh, you know what our last guest this is his first time on the show but i really enjoy what he does with Chewie's Cantina, and if you're if you're a, a fan of Star Wars toys, Marvel toys, DC toys, uh, a full gamut of other things, Chewie's Cantina on Facebook, you need to go check it out. They do weekly sales and get people to come on there and sell products at really good prices. And I've even bought stuff off there. And and if I if I had more of an allowance, because you know I'm saving back for an Italy trip, I would probably buy more stuff. But I've got a budget. I have a budget. So, Mr. Lucas Butler, how are you, sir? Welcome to the show for the first time. Well, thank you, and greetings from the multiverse. I tell you, it's nice to kind of bridge the gap and come over here and hang out with you guys. And congratulations on reaching that uh, 100th episode milestone not too long ago. So, that hey, was a fun episode to listen to and, and to watch on YouTube. You guys did a great job. So, Well, thank you. Thank you so much. So, you know, you're you're the one who's been on here the least. If you want to give some people your background on maybe Star Wars fandom, sure. uh, toys, Chewie's Cantina in general, throw throw some things out there. So rule the right, guys yeah. um, will know more about that. 
Yeah, I, uh, I'm just a, a simple man trying to make my way in the galaxy. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and that happens to be in collecting. So, um, you know, Chewy's Cantina is it's really more than anything. It's a community. Uh, that's been our goal from the beginning. Uh, myself, there's two other guys, um, Jim Arcudi, called the Candyman. He's part of our group. And he's, he's an entertainment uh, earth uh, rep or wholesaler. Okay. So he's able to help us out with a lot of stuff. Another guy named Gay, uh, Jay Capshaw, can't even say his name. Uh, Jay Capshaw has uh, been a pioneer in there with us too, and he's big into 3D printing. So a lot of cool stuff comes his way or uh, comes out of him. So um, really cool community. Um, you know, just kind of real quickly uh, run down with the cantina and where it came from. You know, and some of you may be doing this right now, but we're involved in a lot of different Facebook groups with toys and all kinds of stuff like that. And, you know, some of them were, were good, some of them were not so good, but they're all pretty much doing the same stuff. And we were just thinking about, even before COVID hit, we really want to create a genuine community, the best we can, you know. And we started thinking about the different technology like you guys are using tonight, uh, for those that are watching on the YouTube side, Zoom. And we started doing like like uh, Zoom room type deals. And uh, then we said, what? what could we do, you know, for all these Facebook sales? Could we do zoom like that? So sure enough, we kind of took it to the next level and uh, started doing a group hangout. And then guys would bring up stuff they wanted to pass along to other collectors and uh, really created a, a cool community out of that. Um, kind of started our own group and we've done other things like movie nights. We've done, uh, you know, uh, some of the podcast stuff with Steve. I mean, a whole bunch of different things have come out of it. Uh, but primarily, you know, yes, collecting is a big deal, but our whole focus in all of it is creating a community. And, and so it's, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, but, you know, as far as my story, my, my big fandom is indeed Star Wars and Superman. I'm a big Superman fan as well. Okay. I didn't collect much of anything else till Steve Boston entered my life. Oh, and that sounds like a trend. No, no, listen, look, I, here I was about to really put Lucas over and say some great things. And then he comes back. I, you know, the thing is, is unfortunately collecting anything becomes so cutthroat anymore these days and not just in the toy community, but in, in just about anything you do. And so um, that's one of the things that I really like about what Lucas and, and the gang have done at Chewy's Cantina is you you have people that are i mean obviously they they're not going to give stuff away when they're doing no. a sale but they're also not interested in just taking you for every penny you got a lot of times and then if you go in the group and you're like hey i'm looking for this i'm looking for that a lot of times there'll be people that'll hit you up and be like what do you need how can i help you out you know and and i've i've never come away feeling like anyone's been treated unfairly within that group. And, and that's rare because you get in some of these other groups that I've run in and I mean, you know, it's top dollar for this or top dollar for that. And don't, you know, don't even get me started on eBay. Um, yeah. you know, where it's it, because of fees and everything else, every, and you know, I'm all about, I'm a capitalist. I'm all about mm -hmm. make the money, you know, but when it comes to stuff like this, that's supposed to be fun, you know, if, if the minute it's not fun because, well, you can't afford to get, a three inch tall piece of plastic, you know, it, it kind of becomes more frustrating than anything. And so it's just nice to, that there is a community there and the guys have, and the, and the gals over there have really learned to just kind of communicate and hang out. And it's, 
it's something that everyone looks forward to whenever they do the sales or the hangouts or that sort of thing. And it's a, it's a really great thing. Lucas has put together over there. And I, agree. And I need to say this. I met Lucas while he was digging through Toys R Us and Walmart on a, on a force Friday. <laughs> yeah. So I would, I didn't know him before that he was in, he was in deep before I ever knew him. <laughs> okay. I was, I was deep into star Wars. <laughs> Now it's gone to other things. Yes. But, you know, two real quick things about the canteen and then let the party begin. Um, You know, back to the, just the community aspect, just giving you some examples of kind of what it's like there. Of course we have the sales, the hangouts, trivia shows, stuff like that. But I think it's next week we have our Chewy Spooktacular. So it'll be a zoom room and there's a costume contest. Um, Last year, one of our guys won, he (laughs) He dressed as a Harley Quinn, affectionately now known as Harry Quinn, and he won. It was awesome. So we're looking forward to seeing what this year is going to bring uh, next week. Uh, he won. The- he won, but everyone else lost. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, the other thing is every year we do like a, a Christmas focus, a holiday sale, and we have like a mystery box. The guys and gals don't know what's in it, and they just they bid blindly on it. And the proceeds all go to a local family that's in need. Uh, so it's really cool. Just the heart of that group and and just throwing it together. I mean, yeah, you've got some shenanigans every now and then. People are people. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, it's all good. So well, that is awesome. That is great. And and we all talk about community here all the time because Star Wars fandom gets such a bad rap a lot of times with all the craziness in the world. But right. what you guys are doing and what we try to do with our show is like, a, I'm going to head to Brent. But first, Brent, before you hit me with your question, how many communities are you a part of on Facebook when it comes to Star Wars Legion? Oh, I've just joined a couple of discords too. So I'm getting into that world as well, um, which is a new social media for all the 20 somethings. Um, so I'm probably in like six different ones for mm. the, for the Legion, uh, the terrain, making the terrain and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And then there's two or three different discords that I'm in now that all, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sick. It's okay. Discord. I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> We're about. We're all sick. Okay. Yeah, we are sick. Um, go ahead so two two questions one are you also part of the south georgia crew because you got this thick accent um and then two since you're on one of my favorite questions to ask because we've had this long-running argument about lightsaber hilts what is your favorite lightsaber hilt good question um a little background on uh, lightsabers they're a huge deal at my house right now um my middle son, uh, he's really good with money, and but he's also a collector. And uh, we went to Galaxy's Edge right after the first. Le- what is it, Steve? Don't. <laughs> that's an you can't. That's an oxymoron. You can't be a collector and be good with money. He's, he's a wise collector. I'll, I'll let me finish my story, Steve. Okay. <laughs> so after the first year, we went to Galaxy's Edge. He already had on the list. Okay, these are the legacy lightsabers I'm going to buy. Okay. So I can't remember which ones he bought, but he, he bought like three or four money he'd saved up from birthdays and all this stuff. I mean, those were pricey. Uh, so he gets those and then he watches which ones retire. Then he sells those and buys two more. I mean, so he's he's got quite a collection of these legacy lightsabers and black series sabers and stuff. Um, but to break it all down, for me, my favorite is always going to be Jedi Luke's. I mean, just the classic. Um, the green, the green Jedi. The green, yes, yep. yes, yeah. yeah. I, I've got to stick with that. I mean, I know there's a bunch of other cool ones out there. I mean, he's got a bunch of neat ones. Yeah, the Jedi Luke is is always going to be the best. So there we go. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, no, that that is great. That is great. Um, 
yeah, I, I love what you guys are doing. And I, again, I appreciate it. And, you know, I don't know, I guess because I, I started listening to Steve and then I started hearing Scott Rifen. And then I was like, well, these guys talk to Lucas. I was like, man, I love, you know, seeing what he's doing. You're right. It is like, kind of like, um, there's a whole Georgia, you know, mafia of star wars down there i think you know it's uh i'm not even from georgia so i don't know how that works <laughs> um but then again we're i guess we're, we're that in indiana right yeah. I and mean, we, we've yeah. got a auxiliary branch on the east coast with well with cons- Dave, consider so. consider this man you know you've talked to three people in georgia mm-hmm. for star wars fans. i thought that's all there was in georgia where three people oh, there's, there's tons, more than that there's tons more if you want it now if you want to do a if you want to do a podcast on deer hunting you can fill the zoom up and, and just get a line out the door. So. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, you know what? Again, tonight there, there wasn't a ton of star Wars news unless I miss it. And honestly, I've been working my behind off so much in the last week that I've probably missed a ton of news. Um, I think the only news I have on my end is that one, I did get the, uh, the Darth Maul three and three quarters. I got some of those. These are, beautiful uh love them and uh so you know what i do need to hook up with you guys with jim because i have an account with entertainment earth and i'm kind of like the 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 feeder for all these guys here i I should just go right through him and just say the heck with it here's what my order is from everybody because i i i'm not good at it i i try but i'm not good at it but um the other thing that i did was i finished heir to the empire the audiobook by mark with mark thompson and I've started, I'm halfway through Dark Force Rising. Mm. And I tell you what, guys, I, we talked about it recently. I'm just in love with it. I just, it rekindles that, that feeling. I know it's not canon. I know it's this, that, whatever. And we talked about it, what's canon, what's not canon. I go back to those books. I'm like, man, such fond memories, just such good things that, that brought me back to it. So on my end, that's kind of what I'm, I've been around. Um, anybody else do anything Star Wars based, buy anything? I know I saw some tweets and texts and things like that. Brent, go ahead. All right. So <clears throat> first, if you ever follow big and 78, 78 on Twitter, stop following them. <laughs> this is just a, uh, this is a, this is a uh, public service <laughs> announcement. I was hacked a couple weeks ago. So you mentioned Twitter. So I want to throw that out there. Public service yeah. announcement. I was hacked. Uh, I have a created a new one. It, it, Twitter is not that important to me, but you did mention when you were talking to, um, um, Mark Newbold about trying to find some Italian language things. Mm-hmm. So I, do you know that each country has their own eBay? So if you go eBay.it, that it is now, it, it is an Italian language eBay. Uh, Google will do the same thing. You can go like .de and that's your German language. So everything will be in German language and it's more focused on those individual countries. If you go dot a U S I don't know mm-hmm. if it's a U S or a U it's, it's, it's Australian. Yeah. So just because I heard you talk about that, I went online to uh, eBay dot it to try to find some things. Um, there was a Boba Fett that had the American language and then it had the Spanish language. And then it had, I mean, there were different like okay. titles on try it. Logo. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there was like three or four different logos on it. And it was a couple of years ago, like the 95 series and line. And then on the back, it had all the multiple languages and descriptions. Um, it was selling for 58 Euro. So if you really wanted to, to throw that out there, I'm just going to say that it was there. Okay. I also tried to find some of the novels. I only found one, but I didn't see the inside of it. So I couldn't guarantee that it was all in Italian. It would just be, it was, I think it was like the uh, novelization of star, uh, star Wars, the first, uh, okay. new hope. 
But anyway, I was messing around. I just didn't know if you, anybody who was a collector, if you want to try to get some foreign language stuff and see if they are posting things off that doesn't necessarily show up on eBay, you I'm could gonna... put eBay.fr and you'd get the French language. Go to Google Translate and you can then translate whatever you want to search. So each different country has its own kind of. You got it. Language. That's helpful. I've never, I've never really shopped like that. Nick, go ahead. Brent, you're telling me that you don't tweet in Arabic. Oh, I, yeah, mean, I mean, it, 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 I mean, I thought that was talents. you, man. <laughs> I have many talents. I have many talents, but that, that may not be one of them. Oh, I got you. Okay. All right. I'll follow your account. Okay. So um, <laughs> that's good. Let's do that. Big in 78, 78, scratch that off everybody's list. Um, I did see, I'll throw this around uh, the, the room here. Uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Creatures animated shorts. That's coming out on Disney+. Plus. Has anybody seen, heard of, looked into this at all? Star Wars Galaxy of Creatures animated shorts. Any interest in it at all? It's going to go around to all the creatures across the uh, saga and, and other movies. Is this going to be like a... <clears throat> Like a David Attenborough thing. Behold the Bantha. <laughs> first of all, first of all, if, um, if that would that would make I'm I'm in, I'm locked in. That is appointment viewing if it is if it is gonna be with Dave Attenborough voiceover. A mighty, a mighty desert wandering beast <laughs> used as a pack animal. I don't think so. I, I have a I'd watch that. Oh my I god, yes. Too. And here comes the dewback. <laughs> On <It's> Camino. <laughs> I had no idea we were going this direction. Okay. Um, great yeah, here. You can go anywhere. Steve, I like that a lot. Oh, I mean, how great would that be? Like a like a oh. like a Star Wars Planet Earth kind of thing, you know. So all yeah. the other ones that they've put out have just been like vignettes and just like yeah. now their their biomes one was mm -hmm. it was really cool to use as like a screensaver but it's not necessarily something that was like worth going back to all the time but the flyovers of the different environments was right. cool but i if it's david attenborough doing a voiceover of the rancor <laughs> and the yeah yeah the okay. mighty rancor <laughs> i have way Here's too much some... add for that biomes like if i had that on in the background i would uh. just sit and watch that all day <laughs> i couldn't do it I, you know what, tomorrow, because I'm going to work from home tomorrow, I might just have it on in the screen right behind me as I'm looking at my computer and just see the background of, of the location. So, Mass, have you seen what we're talking about, the biomes or the fly-throughs of the ships or anything like that on Disney Plus? I haven't watched that yet, no. Okay, well, it's it's definitely, it's it's better, well, Brent would probably say it's a lot better than Star Wars droids on Disney plus, but, <laughs> but it, it, it's, in, it's interesting. I think Brent once said you'd want to have the, uh, the biomes on, like if you're having a cocktail party and just have it with the, the sounds and the views on your screen uh, in your living room. So yeah, that was interesting. Well, okay. So galaxy of creatures, not looking like it's really made for us and it's not hitting a home run with any of us. So that's okay. I will say this, uh, Nick and, and D doc, maybe your young ones will, will like it. And, Check out the galaxy of creatures. Um, oh I know. no! Oh no! A Minoc has attached itself <laughs> to the star freighter. Sounds like the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them yeah. version I don't of want, uh, yes. Star Wars. I don't want a David Attenborough. I want a Steve Glosson yeah. narrating this. So let's kickstart this thing. And, you know what? And let's let's going. let's do this. Let's let's view them and have you do just do the voiceover on them. We'll record mm. it. 
Yeah. And and let, let's see what people think. Let's let's have them vote. But Kowalkian, oh, don't worry, I'll be clipping that. I'll be clipping that and posting that to Twitter without a doubt. <laughs> the Kowalkian <laughs> monkey lizard, <laughs> a pet. He's very this sad. is a pet for some gangsters, <laughs> oh, and gosh. it's a delicacy on planets like Navarro. Mm. <laughs> it is, and Batu. Um, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know about about the Batu. Yeah, Batu in the uh, in the one of the grills. They're got cooking a, a Kowalkian monkey lizard they, on Batu. Yeah, they got them. You can buy them there too. Yeah, yes, so. you can. Um, next one was we we had a good conversation last week about the Galactic Star Cruiser, Crunchy. and how we probably can't afford that to start. Um, but I did see that Star Wars is coming out with a Halcyon Legacy mini comic series that's going to go four or five episode or four or five issues and go across from the High Republic until the sequel trilogy and show you something that went on on the Galactic Cruiser that will be at Galaxy's Edge. Does that comic interest any of you? Does it make you go, hmm, this will make me learn more about the Galactic Cruiser? Does it make you want to spend the $4,500? Lucas, you know what? I'm going to go to you and Mass because you do, does, do you have any interest in that comic? Do you think it will ha- help you want to go see the Galactic Cruiser for Forty five hundred bucks or more for a weekend. Negative. That is <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. <laughs> so, first all right. off, I can't. I can't spend that kind of money on it. I'm. In, I'm lucky. I have this room right here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's a marketing deal. We all know that, and you know, we're not we're not stupid. Um, and I'm not. A, and I, I I know there's different variations of uh, of um, uh favoritism for the different you know aspects of the errors you know from high republic to everything mm-hmm. i'm not a high republic fan i started that way and then it uh, i went a different direction so i have no interest in hearing those stories um you know the only interest that i would have is see where it dips into the you know the original stuff or the prequel stuff but yeah i'm not that's <laughs> no interest here uh yeah. and really okay. honestly i'm not i'm not much of a comic book guy other than just you know um I like to look at it for the pictures, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Am I that kind of guy? I don't know. <laughs> so I think Mass's quote from the last show was, that's why I don't read the comics. Was yeah. it not? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, D-Doc, do you think, uh, it sounds like this is more kiddish. I would assume this is more of a kiddish comic book. Do you think it's some you and your youngsters would check out before? No, we're getting no's. No, no, I don't think so. If I got to read a comic book to understand what's going on at Galaxy's Edge, it just—I, I, uh, not Galaxy's Edge, at um, the hotel. Okay, Matt. Yeah, if, if I have to do that, then that furthermore proves that I want to know who's game planning um, for these things that they're doing. Okay, Matt, you had your hand up. Did you have a follow up to that? Yeah, I bet Alfie's got them on pre order, and they'll be there in twenty twenty four. um for steve and lucas i know you i know you listen to our show every week because we are you know one of the top star wars podcasts out there yeah um but yeah that's kind of a running joke because alfie was ordering everything as he always does and didn't realize that one of the things he ordered was a year and a half off like before it was coming the boba black series helmet yeah, so he he was calling saying, "Where is it? I'm not even seeing it shipped yet." And they're like, "Sir, that that's for another. Uh, that'll be 2024." Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not happy about that. 
but we like to check in with him from time to time to see when it's coming. As um, if the frosty climate wasn't enough <laughs> when traveling the slopes of Hoth, you may have to deal with the dreaded Wumpa. Wumpa. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I might just pause and let those happen from time to time. If you see me, if I, if I do this, that means just go, Steve, just go with one of those. Um, Why are you covered in your face? (laughs) I mean, I'm covering so you can go ahead and do what you want to do. I'm not even evil. See no evil. See no evil. So I don't know if you guys know this or not. I'm I'm hoping that Steve will tell me there is a a good answer for this. Well, no, I hope he'll tell me there's a positive answer for this. Um, Listening to rebel force radio recently, and they were doing some nice throwbacks. Mr. Glosson was on there, and they just happened to pull out old Steve Glosson Star Wars songs. <clears throat> For any of the, you who have not heard them, they are fantastic. Steve, I have to ask you, because our, our good friend, the Zabologist from It's True, All of It in Australia, has, I think, all his stuff's posted everywhere. He makes songs every week for Star Wars. Is there, besides Rebel Force Radio, a place for people to go and hear the fantastic Steve Glosson Star Wars related songs. Be careful not to poke the loth cat <laughs> or claw your eyes out. Um, there you can go to is, his house. Go to his house. Yeah, just <laughs> hang out with me a couple of days. Um, th- there is nowhere currently. Um, I don't remember. I they there may be one or two that are up on my Patreon. But I've not released them. I've not released them to the masses because with with all of them, I was using a karaoke track and that, you know, that I downloaded and used. So I can't really, you know, licensing. Yeah, yeah. I can't really get too crazy. So Rebel Force Radio and really because we didn't have time to play like they're full songs, you know, and we did some for the big honking show back in the day, but I don't know that those are on the big honking show website or not with about different things. Uh, good buddy, Shaz Bazaar did a few for me and with me. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not as prolific as, as a lot of people are every now and again, I'll just have inspiration strike about every, about every five years I'll have inspiration strike and sit down and do something. Okay. But that's, that's kind of what that was about. Well, since since you don't want to get them out and get in trouble or whatever, anytime you want to email links over or <clears throat> anything like that to the Rule of the Galaxy crowd, okay. I'm sure we'd be happy to hear them. So uh, I just All really right. enjoy them. I was driving along, and they started bringing out some of the oldies, and I was like, wow, I have not heard this in forever and a day. Yeah, so. yeah. I could have done without them playing most of them, all of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, why are you doing this to me, guys? This is ridiculous. Um. Yeah. So Brent, Brent brought up a good topic on, on a, a text to me earlier today. Cause I told him, I was like, guys, we're just going to have fun tonight. There's no major theme. We're just going to kind of go through some silliness and, and introduce Lucas to our group and, and just have some fun. But as Brent, as Brent said, with, uh, with us getting closer to Halloween, uh, there's stuff on starwars.com, which we can all go to that. But if we're looking around the room here and talking about this, Halloween's coming up, we're thinking frightful things, scary things. What is the scariest creature, the scariest villain, the scariest setting in the Star Wars universe to you? So I'll give everybody a second to think about it. Um, and Brent, Brent already brought this up, so we'll start with Brent if he has any thoughts on what his scariest either creature or villain or setting or anything like that in the star Wars universe as we get ready for Halloween. 
So the creepiest villain when he showed up for the first time was Darth Maul. Like that dude scared me. Uh, I was 18, 19 years old ish. I can't do the math, but I was a high school senior and that dude was creepy and scary looking. And I believe that was the purpose of him. So I will go with villain Mm -hmm. being Darth Maul was always up there. Um, I will also say that there was something about Bespin and it wasn't like the apartments of Bespin. I don't know if it's because of the Ugnuts or mm. if it was because the, the lower bowels of Bespin and where you find C-3PO and he gets blasted apart. And there was just some where they keep uh, Chewie and Han once uh, Vader shows up. There is just something that's sinister about Bespin that I always kind of, as I was thinking about this when I, after I sent it to you, and then Creature, I, I would love, it kind of segues into the whole David Attenborough as well, because like, it was going to be the wampum, but he already did his wampum. So, <laughs> so his info, because I, like, there was something about like, I think it was the unknown. So for, as a kid, it was just the claw, right? You didn't right. even know yep. what the wampum looked like as a so as a kid, it was I was trying to create what this image of this animal should be. No, I didn't read the novelizations. No, I didn't have any of the other comics or anything to give me an idea of what it looked like. So it was just that claw. And then when they went back with the extent with the um, when they added it back in, yeah. yeah, when they added him in, there's something about that wampum that is just kind of terrifying to me. It'd be him or the Rancor. So okay, I, I like it. And those lower levels of. A best, a best pin. When they get down there in that lighting, when the carbon freezing chamber. Yeah, that's. I mean, awesome. that that you can make a haunted house out of that right there. I mean, that that would be a good lighting color scheme for that. Uh, Nick Shesky, if you're yeah. prepared, I'm going to throw some your way and see what your thoughts are on that. I I am prepared. I would say, uh, scariest, like Star Wars thing that I've seen up to this point in the Bane novels when Darth Xana does her Sith sorcery. Uh, mm-hmm. That I mean, like straight up. First time I listened to that audiobook, it gave me chills. Just thinking of you know, I can force project visions into your mind of your worst nightmare, so much so that you like claw your own eyes out. Mm-hmm. You know, terrifying stuff. And so I, I would say for that, that's that to me is by far some of the scariest stuff. The uh, as far as um like creatures go or as far as setting kind of like what brent was talking about man i don't know i would have to say hmm you know anything that deals in the sith so like like uh like the force of yavin like you know like we get some we get some in the comic books you know we see darth vader you know fighting through some stuff you see Darth Bane fighting through some stuff, like just some scary creatures that just like prey on fear. That's the stuff that kind of freaks me out. Okay. Okay. So we've gone straight from movies to <clears throat> comics and novels. That's a good mix right there. Lucas, I'll hit you up. What What are some things that, that hit you as being scary or frightening related to Star Wars? I guess creature wise, I would definitely go with some of those, whatever those fish things were in episode one. Dude, when they are in the planet yeah. core, there's always a bigger fish. Oh yeah. Golly, I remember watching that. I was a college student and I man, I was scared to death. <laughs> no, it was just it was just freaky seeing those guys come out of there. Um uh far as and this is this is fairly new, so hopefully this isn't spoiler or anything, but right now I'm working through um the new novel, the Star Wars Visions Ronin novel. Okay. Um, doing an audible. 
and about done with it. And there's, you know, there, I, there's some good things and th- not so great things in the book. And I'll leave it at that. But there's this concept in there of um, basic, not force ghosts, but kind of a post-mortem kind of indwelling of, of dead Jedi. And, um, you know, there's a Sith witch and stuff. And man, that's some creepy mess. I'll just be honest with you, but it's, (laughs) it's cool. It's really cool. Um, there's some other things, like I said, you know, I wish I could have left that out, but, um, so that, that was the first time in Star Wars, like where in the world. And, you know, I know there's the argument is that canon or not, but Mm -hmm. Hey, it's Star Wars. I I, I paid for a credit on audible and I listened to it and it was good. (laughs) Um, location. I gotta say, I guess on on Dagobah, the little dark side cave, man. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. watching that, I'm like, Luke, don't go in there, don't go in there. <laughs> it was like, no, nah, leave your weapons here. I know I'm paraphrasing. Use your weapon. I know Steve's got it memorized, but leave your weapons here. The dude goes in there with his weapons, and it's not enough. Okay, right. I remember as a kid, I was scared. I was scared like crazy. So yeah, those those are my three. But I, okay. I would encourage you to check out the Star Wars Visions, Ronan. You know some of it's good some of it's bad but it's it's an interesting addition if you will so okay mass how about you well it it all goes back to the you know when i'm five years old and darth vader first comes on there the like the opening scene when he comes through there that scared me and then the the executioner droid when the, she comes he comes in there to get leia and it's got all the needles and stuff, and it, that scared me. And then the uh, the trash compactor scene scared oh, me a yes. lot when I was a kid. The snake coming up there, and they're all get, they're all getting crushed. So yeah, that's what was scary for me. I like it. I like it. We're bringing the new, the old, all together. I like that a lot. Uh, D Doc, how about you? Um, I was actually going to say, uh, just from I tried to start my kids with it when when kylo ren shows up in force awakens he's actually pretty intimidating when he first comes in and he he stops uh poe dameron's shot and that that whole that whole scene is pretty dark to start off that movie so i'm gonna give kylo ren the shout out on that and then i'm gonna go which actually got me into you guys uh, listening to rule the galaxy the death troopers book when they mm. show up on the ship and they have the lungs of all the zombie uh, stormtroopers that like makes a scream. I remember I was listening to that audiobook, man, and I was like, this is the first time Star Wars is kind of creeping me out. But that whole Death Troopers book, man, that's a great Halloween Star Wars book right there. Yeah. I've heard some people say it's one of their favorite <clears throat> one of their favorite novels right there. Uh, Big Steve. It- Besides the money we spend on Star Wars, what is scary <laughs> or frightening to you about Star Wars? Um, well, look, all great answers, and I don't, I don't, uh, I, I can't top any of them. I will tell you, to me, the scariest moment in all of Star Wars takes place when Luke Skywalker looks at Yoda and says, "I'm not afraid," <laughs> and I, and that little demon possessed puppet looks back at him. And <laughs> he says. You will be. <laughs> That's right. And I'm like, all right, you know. And Luke just has this look on his face, like, I am, I am now. I, you, you've done it. You've succeeded. Um, I absolutely agree with Lucas. The cave scene was mm-hmm. always kind of creepy because Darth Vader just suddenly shows up mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And if and if you're, especially if you're a kid, 
and you can't quite put two and two together as to what's going on, you know, it, it's a, it's a freaky thing. Jabba's palace to me as a child really kind of put, put me at, you know, I wasn't quite, I was never really super at ease um, in watching the movie, especially for the first time, uh, you know, and then when I got the toys and was able to play with them and stuff like it, it made it a little more palatable to me. Um, the emperor, when, when he shows up and he's just, he's a, he's a wrinkly chin, you know, in, in Jedi behind a cloak and, and, you know, my, it, it's all is proceeding as, as I have foreseen it, you know, and you're just like, what? this guy's just, is he dead? Is he like a, you know, and, and when he starts to just bear down on Luke, it, it's just, it's, it's horrifying. Um, I think, I think they accomplished a little bit of that actually in, in rise of Skywalker at the very beginning when the emperor shows up, you know, and he returns and, and he's got the blank eyes and everything, which is always creepy as far as, uh, um, as far as the creature goes, I, I submit to you the Gorax from the Ewok adventure, AKA Ooh. caravan of courage, that monster at the end of that thing. Like he just, he's a pig nobs, big eared, furry, scary <laughs> thing. Like, and I, and, and again, it all comes back a lot of times with me to nostalgia. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and remembering how I felt as a kid watching that. And I remember rushing home from church on a Sunday night. We actually went to some friend's house after church that night and we got there, turned on ABC, you know, and got into it and we're watching it. And then when this thing shows up, when it was over, I'm like, it's like a mix between a Wookiee and a Rancor and something else. It's absolutely terrifying. And, Oh my gosh, that was one of the greatest things we've ever seen. I can't wait till they bring the toy out of that. Oh, um yeah but but so yeah so those things as far and you know like i guess i covered the the bases i just want to say this the the big the trash compactor monster is known as the dianoga (laughs) they think you're merely throwing away your soda can but you're feeding this beast in the bowels of the death star as soon as you said trash compactor, mm. he went right to the microphone. I was over <laughs> It's coming. He, he like, had it loaded. Yep. He had that loaded. Oh my gosh. Um, you know what? I all these fit fit the bill for me right here. I mean, you guys hit on everything. It, it's it's great stuff. And you're right. I mean, um it, it also comes back to like being a certain age and seeing it. You know, I, I was I was ten when Empire came out and going into that cave, you know, and Yoda saying you will be, you're like, I'm a little scared for Luke right now, right? To I mean, this day, I'm a grown man and that part still scares me. <laughs> you, you I think it's his face. Yeah, it's the face, it's the face that shows up that freaks me out. It's mm. not I don't think it's Vader's as much as when he shoves when he lops his head off, mm. his oh, yeah. mask explodes, oh, yeah. and it's Luke's face. That was always what tripped me out. That was a little creepy. That was a little creepy. But one one of the things that got me w- once I got into the the um, the other parts of Star Wars besides the movies, like the Clone Wars, the one that got me on the Clone Wars was the um, the Brain Invaders when they went back to Geonosis yeah. and they had those uh, slugs or whatever that would go up your nose oh, yeah, yeah. and eat mm-hmm. away at the brain of the clones and all that stuff. And they had that huge queen who was just shooting out the you know stuff. I, I mean that was down in those tunnels, no light. That was just a freaky, freaky episode. And then seeing at the end when, um, what was it, Ahsoka and Barris, 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 and they had to freeze that thing that's getting ready, that's coming out of her mouth at her. You want to talk about some great horror scenes in an animated show? That one right there, I'll always remember that that series right there. 
did, did anybody else have any comments, Nick? I think I saw your hand go up on that. Yeah, you, you mentioned that. And then I thought as well, too, I thought it was funny. We went around the whole circle and nobody brought up Dathomir. So, like, if you play the oh. Fallen Order video game, that place is terrifying. Yeah, like, so yeah. much so that, like, I'm a grown man and I'm, like, playing that game in the middle of the day. <laughs> Because I'm like, man, I'm not messing around with this crap. I'm, <laughs> I'm not Mike, messing around Mike's with it. on back to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, right? Like it, it's it's freaky from the bosses you fight to the you know the night sisters coming out of the cocoons like that stuff. It's yeah. freaky. They did a good job. That was another one that in the animated series where Dooku went back to battle him, right? And that's where the the dead night sisters came yep. out of the. That's it. That's what made me think Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Dave and Brent. Also, um, also when Darth Maul uh, shows up in Clone Wars, I was actually watching that because I've watched a couple episodes of Clone Wars with my little guy. He's he's four going on five. And like, I'm like, I'm easing him into it. And uh, we watched the Darth Maul episode recently. And when Darth Maul is on the ship and he's like (laughs) freaking out and stuff, I was kind of looking over at him like, I'm like, are you all right, buddy? He's like, eh, it's a little scary. I'm yeah. like, we can turn it off because he's like talking about Kenobi and stuff, mm-hmm. and he's like really like in a trance. So, well, when yeah, he's, that, when like, he's like you said, it's crazy when yeah. he's there on the trash planet. When he's there on the oh. trash planet, and and he's like madman rambling and stuff, and you know, he's like it, it. It's what goes on in here that's really scary, you know. And of course, that's after what's his face been like. Is that you, brother? Is that you, brother? Is that you, brother? Um, <laughs> Is that when he's got yeah. the spider legs? Is that yeah, he's got, legs? yeah, and yeah. they're like just held together by the force. Like if you look yeah. closely, there's none of them connected. It's all just kind of like sheer oh. will that's holding that stuff together. It's really crazy. That was a creepy scene too, because of that that snake or whatever that brought him brought yeah. them down yeah. there. Brought a well, size that, or size from Sabaz, sorry. Well, that goes to the Mortis trilogy too. When they're on Mortis and mm-hmm. and Ahsoka is in the uh is in the cell and that little critter's in there with her, you know? And what's really interesting, by the way, little Easter egg here, listen to that little critter's dialogue and then listen to what Darth Maul is saying when they first find him on that trash planet. A lot of the same things are being said by those two beings. Ooh. And um, yeah, it's really crazy. But it, it, yeah, that little guy is freaking. Then he bites Ahsoka, you know, and she goes all dark. And so you've got dark Ahsoka and then you've got like, the fullness of dark Anakin on that planet, on, you know, there in Mortis. And it's just, it, that that's a whole wild thing. And that gets a little scary in, in that deal. Yeah. Little kids watching Mortis, probably not a good one right there. Brent, you were going to say something. All I was going to say was, I love the fact that we're sitting here and I think every major property has been mentioned. Um, there's video games, <laughs> there's books, there's novels, there's comic books, every major version of star Wars, somebody has and can find something terrifying from. And then I also was going to add to that on starwars.com. You've hit on a couple of the episodes, like the, the one that I don't remember that you were talking about with the bugs that eat the brains. Um, mm-hmm. The one that we didn't mention though, a lot of like that came up in the article was Grievous's lair. That episode with Grievous's yeah. lair. Yeah. That was kind of a, a mind bender slash kind of creepy, terrifying one. But other than that, like, I feel like I just think it's cool that, no matter what entry point we have, how old we are, we all find and can find something from each of the different worlds that we've latched onto. It actually kind of creeps us out and terrifies us. I, I like that too, Brent. Good call. I before We've got a question here from the Dave M. Jones, which Ooh. I want to get to everybody. So we'll get to that. But I want to bring this up with Lucas and Steve here because Mass, this is one of Mass's favorite topics and, and you guys hit on it. So I just want to, I want to, Mass, 
your big thing with Darth Maul is he fell down a thousand foot shaft. I forget cutting in half. He shouldn't have been back. But then by the time you got to season seven of the Clone Wars, you got it. But you're that's a still a huge problem for you, right? The whole. It, yes, it is. <laughs> still, thank you for bringing that up again. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, he was cut in half. Okay, yeah, that's kind of the end of the story for me. So when I, when I yeah, yeah, when I've tried to get mass, I was like, oh, you got to check out Clone Wars. It's it's good. It'll lead you into other things and make you like the prequels even more. All this because mass was not a prequel person. He just was like, Joe, he's cut in half, and now he's back. I don't get it. I don't like it. Season seven again, though, he was like, you know, I, I kind of dig I kind of dig this right here. But Steve and Lucas, when it comes to the Darth Maul thing, did either one of you have a big problem with that? Or could you be like, oh, you know what? I'm letting my mind go. It's it's George. It's Filoni. Let's just see what happens, and, and I'm, I'm going along for the ride. Dark side magic. That's what it is. It's dark side magic. Now, yeah, I mean, of course, dude is cut in half, but it, it's a cool story. <laughs> the guy shows up with spider legs talking out of his head, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's he's back on the scene. He's a because we all have to admit he was an awesome villain. So when he got it in episode one, we're like, really? That's all we get. So to get him back was just phenomenal. Um, but you know, I realized his his revival, if you will, was apart from Palpatine. But after reading some of the other stuff like um, Darth Plagueis, man, that is, that's like changed my whole perspective on all the dark side stuff anyway. Um, so yeah, they're able to live. I mean, they could fall down the shaft there and you know just supposedly die and come back or, and be cloned or whatever. But I mean, all that's possible when it comes to dark side magic, Sith technology, uh, you know, as, as I noted earlier with the Ronin book, I mean, Sith witches resurrecting people. Hey, there's no end. Mother as Talzin, as and she's, yeah, Mother Talzin's the one who brought him yeah. brought him back full circle again. Steve, any thoughts from you on that? Well, sure. I think you've got to go to what inspired Star Wars in the first place, and that is those old movie serials like Flash Gordon. And in Flash Gordon, at the end of, of, of everything, Ming, the Merciless, would fall to his death, would be blown up, would, you know, something would happen. But the truth of the matter was, is Ming never dies. And so there was always some way that they would bring him back. Same thing if you read comics, if you do it, you know, and all of these serialized means of storytelling, soap operas, you know, uh, Joey Tribbiani fell down the, you know, Dr. Drake Ramore falls down the, the <laughs> elevator shaft. They bring him back later in someone else's brain, that kind of thing. And it's like, it's ridiculous and it's out there, but you're also... But what it does cause you to do is sit and think, now, how does this, within the context of this universe, mm -hmm. how does this happen? And he tells you, when he's sitting there ranting and raving, this he's a madman, and he has been driven to the point of death and, and absolute despair and madness. But in his ravings, there keeps coming back that one name, Kenobi, Kenobi, Kenobi. It is his absolute hate and anger with Kenobi that drives him and pushes him to stay alive there's a great scene in and, I, and again i know it's not canon but let's just stop saying that let's just <laughs> let's just agree that we like star wars and and there's some star wars stuff that's good stuff and 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 you can take the principles from that and apply it to the now in 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 uh in in um 
Oh my gosh. Shadows of the empire. The novel mm. that was written that takes place between empire strikes back and return of the Jedi. There's a scene where Darth Vader is there in his meditation chamber and he's mustering all the anger and hate he can to try to heal what is broken in his body. So he doesn't have to depend on the life support so much. And he's, he's there and, and he, and it, and it describes the tissue growing back and everything coming back to life in the right mm -hmm. way. And he's finally able to breathe again on his own. And that brings him peace. And when that peace comes, everything goes away because he'd been tapping into anger and hate and everything that was that, that drives the dark side to bring about that healing. And so Darth Maul was doing the same thing. The difference is there's no conflict in Darth Maul <laughs> and he was absolutely mad with mad with insanity, but he was angry and hateful toward the one that put him in that position because he was a proud joker, man. He knew he was going to go in there to that hangar and take out those Jedi. He already handled the master Qui-Gon and it's his, it's his pathetic little Padawan that actually got the better of him. And, um, and so, so yeah, he's absolutely furious when that all comes to play. And then what you see in his story arc, from the time that he is healed mentally and then given those robotic legs forward that he, his drive is continuously vengeance, mm -hmm. not just vengeance against Kenobi, but vengeance against the emperor. And I love, there's a, there's a line in the clone wars. Where he says in that Sith pretender, and he's talking about Dooku there when he, when he says that, because mm -hmm. he's recognizing that, that do he's not gone. So Dooku has no business in that spot or Tyrannus has no business in that spot as apprentice. And so, so, yeah, I think if you go back to it, it you know, it, do you have to stretch to, to the stretch the bounds of, of suspension and disbelief? Sure you do. But if you're able to accept, you know, there are wizards that are police of the galaxy in a galaxy far, far away. And, yeah. you know, if you're able to accept all that, then to me, it's just one more step to say, all right, he came back. You know, yep. and I can I can come up with some canonized reasons why. Brent, I'm going to go to you once, Steve. It was, it was. I, I was say, just going to beautiful. That was incredible. <laughs> I was just sitting through a master class of things that I'd never thought of because <laughs> I honestly have never thought of Darth Maul in that way. However, I'm going to steal something from Nick and I'm going to pull a book in Darth Bane. He gets the obelisk attached to his back. And he didn't want the obelisks to go, one, because they were protection for him, but because they kept biting into his skin and causing the pain and making him stronger because of that pain. That was also talked about in Plagueis, I believe, too. Mm -hmm. Plagueis was okay. And he like so I never put the two and two together like you just so eloquently did and gave me the master class. But two of those books, Plagueis and the pain and then the obelisks, and I think it's the second book of the Bane series, where he gets attached to him and they just keep feeding him his power. He likes it because it's protection at the same time. It's giving him that pain and that suffering. I just never applied that to Maul until you just spoke. So thank you. Okay. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad I could bring you some joy. <laughs> That's all folks. Wars. There we go. Thanks wow. so much. <laughs> um, yeah. You could have done like a stand right there and just stood up and walked off. That was good. Uh, In the poorest cabin caverns of the Naboo core. <laughs> Lives the colo clawfish. These immense underwater carnivores have a natural phosphorescence that gives its eel-like skin an eerie glow. Beware when traveling in a sabona bonco, for they may just bite down on you. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs>
Dave, I hope you can you intro yeah. for the show. <laughs> yeah. like we have all the we have all the other ones. Can we make this oh, the God. intro for the show? <laughs> what about the thing Obi Wan was writing? You got to do one for the thing that Obi Wan wrote in uh, Episode Three. Um, oh, oh yeah, man, I had to figure oh. out what that was called. Hold on, yeah. just no, <laughs> you'll figure I'll get my it out. Encyclopedia. Sure. <laughs> but Dave, D Doc, this was say while they were talking about it, they hit on Shadows of the Empire. And you've mm-hmm. been saying you're gonna that's gonna be one of the ones you read next. And he hit on it. I mean, there are some really good, fun things in Shadows of the Empire that again, they've been wiped out with whatever comic or whatever now, but man, that was just a fun read and a fun listen if you do it audiobook and everything else. But some really good points there on on that. So um while Steve's looking for the creature, and I know we all know the name, but uh, while Steve's looking for the creature, um, Dave M. Jones, I'll start this one. He yeah. asked he asked us on Twitter, our favorite sci-fi movies outside of Star Wars. I think he and Alfie were talking about it. Outside of Star Wars, favorite sci-fi movies. Um, you know, I I have a ton of superhero movies that are are really favorites of mine. But when it came to sci-fi, I was like, man, I, I really kind of got to dig down a little bit deeper into that. But I thought I'd go around while while Mr. Attenborough or whatever is getting ready to speak on that point. Mass, I'm going to start with you. Thoughts on science fiction movies outside of Star Wars that you really enjoyed or really liked? Uh, you know, it could be one, it could be a couple, whatever. Or are there any that you really like outside of Star Wars movies? I, I would have to go back to the first time that I saw Highlander. Um, okay. And that kind of blew me away. That, that was a really good movie and I wasn't expecting it. And then they made a, like a series about it after that. And I thought that was pretty good. So that's one of my favorites, and I, I I'm one of the few people I think who liked the uh, the Dune movie, the the one that came out in the '80s uh, with Kyle MacLachlan and then Sting? Um, Sting. Yes, I actually enjoyed it. My my dad to this day hates that movie, but uh, that's yeah, right. My I, dad hates Star Wars, so you know, there we go. <laughs> I'm, and we are planning on going to see Dune, so I'm really excited and looking forward to that. So um okay so highlander and dune i like that okay that's good good mix right there uh lucas how about you sci-fi movies outside of star wars where we're going we don't need roads back to the future man <laughs> that trilogy is legit it's a great answer that is a great answer lucas. get out of here yeah. which one which one is the best though which one is the best ah uh, i really really like two i really like back to the future too really yeah, I, I love one. I love, but I really like two, three. It's good, but I mean, I could, I could take it or leave three. But That's uh, awesome. yeah, I love two. Um, but yeah, I'm. I could sit and watch those all day. I mean, if, I, if Star Wars is not available for me, it's going to be Back to the Future. Um, just, I mean, I, in fact, just the other day, I was at the old Wally World and I was, you know, perusing the toy aisles. None of us ever do that. I know I'm the only one that struggles with this. So I'm opening up to you guys here. Sure, sure. And I saw it's a safe, it's a safe space. It's a safe place. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate this uh, intervention that you've arranged for me. Uh, <laughs> but I was walking down the uh, the toy aisle, and there it was, Back to the Future DeLorean, for I think four or five bucks. Had to grab that Joker, put it on my Are desk. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So and the doors open and everything. Uh, I mean, it's awesome. You can even see the flux capacitor back there. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> 
And I, I think it's just, you know, the whole idea of, you know, going back in time and, you know, all that, you know. My wife, what in time? My wife had never seen gigawatts. any of those movies. So I made her one one rainy day during COVID. I was like, oh, we're watching them. And we went yeah. one, two, three, right? She was in and out of the second and third one some, yeah. but she was like, I'm glad I did it. It was entertaining, but you're right. Those, those are some great movies right there. So. Well, yeah. You know, even tonight, we uh, took two of my two oldest boys. We went out to eat dinner, and my oldest was talking about assignment. They've been reading and watching some stuff about time travels. He had to write an essay on time travel day. So he's talking about different movies, and I was like, and he never brought up Back to the Future. And I was like, Back to the Future, right? And he goes, no, Dad, no. It, the Our teacher didn't bring that up. That's not what we watched. I was like, does, does your teacher even have a degree? What? <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about back to the future that's you know the essence of time tra- i mean oh, even in, even in Endgame, they use back to the future technology i mean they're talking about or was it infinity war which one infinity war i think they talk about it endgame. you're right it's in game yeah it is in game so yeah i mean it's it's formed all that we know about time travel i mean and and quantum leap and quantum leap okay quantum leap. Oh. scott bacula right let's have yeah, scott bacula and michael series. j fox yeah. that's it okay so. um d doc how about you uh uh, science fiction movies outside of Star Wars. See, I struggle with this because in my mind, I put sci-fi and fantasy into one category. So I would choose Lord of the Rings, but some people might consider that fantasy. Sci-fi, uh, sci-fi, I choose Star Wars. There you go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. It, it is tough. I mean, honestly, I started thinking about it. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, this, is that really, I don't know. So Nick, Nick Shesky, the young pup of the group right here, you've got probably a different perspective than the rest of us. Outside of Star Wars, your favorite sci-fi movies. Um, I will preface this by saying that if it takes place in space, I'm going to watch it. Like, I'm all about it. Let's do it. I would say my favorite, though, outside of the Star Wars universe is Interstellar. One of my mm-hmm. favorite movies of all time. It deals, in fact, Brent Dykeman with time slippage. Thank you very much. We'll come full circle on that and hit that again. Time slipping. Uh, but I love that. I'm also a huge fan of the Star Trek movies. So like Star Trek First Contact, one of my favorite movies, um, you know, out there. And really, anything that takes place in space, I'll watch it. I'll give it a – even the bad movies on Netflix, uh, you know, low-budget movies. I won't say bad. I'll say low-budget movies on Netflix that takes place in space. I will watch it. I'm in. I love the alien movies. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going too far. I'll stop. No, no. I mean, this is, this is good. I know. Go ahead. D-Doc. You're can, I, can I just make like a short comment on what Nick's saying is it's like, my problem is, is when I watch space movies, like I never watched the new star Trek movies. And, um, I recently saw they were on Netflix. So I'm like, let me try watching star Trek. I've never watched it. Let me try it. And I'm watching it. I'm just like, the X-Wing is cooler than that. I, I can't watch it. <laughs> that, that's like my problem with it is I'm like, I'd rather see the Millennium Falcon. Like, okay. I can't do this. That's, you know? that's a kick butt answer right there. Yeah. Brent, how about it's you? The multiverse. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to rattle off a whole bunch. I feel uh, the last Starfighter. I will sit and watch Ugh. all the time. Um, I'm a big yeah. fan of that one. Um, I'm going to throw one out there just because it's pure pure comedy gold from the 1980s uh real uh uh weird science uh (laughs) and then uh my my current one that i would put in the sci-fi uh it did come from a book and i actually read the book first i know this is like blasphemous for me to say it's ready 
Ready Player One. I don't know if anybody's ever watched it. I'm going to throw that one into the sci-fi category. It takes place in a in a alternate dystopian environment where the internet is basically everybody's life, and the guy has put in uh, nostalgic '80s references all throughout the movie. If you haven't seen it, the book is more towards the '80s. I feel like the movie is more towards late eighties, early nineties, but either way, there's a lot of nostalgic stuff in there that I like a lot. Like the lead character drives a DeLorean. Mm -hmm. The book, the book is not bound by, um, the book is not bound by licensing issues that the movie is bound by. And so the book has a lot more, has many, many, the book becomes almost a, uh, it's like a it, it, it you're just being bombarded with 80s references and it's glorious you know but it's it's a fun read or a fun will wheaton uh does the audiobook if you want wheaton? to just listen to the audiobook but the movie wheaton? was fun as well and the whole thing is about, sorry so the whole thing is about putting easter eggs into video games more or less and the author actually put easter eggs into his book and gave away a delorean if you were able to figure out his easter eggs and somebody was able to figure it out because there was like a typo in there that was a .com website. And then if you played the video game, there was a like a way to go to beat in to find a key. And then eventually it led you if you followed all of the steps to give away a DeLorean. Mm-hmm. And when I was after I found the book, uh, G4 TV was still on my television and they actually live on set. Ernest Klein gave away the Del- uh, DeLorean oh. to the guy who beat the, the oh. Easter eggs from his book. Huh okay that's cool i've not seen or read that so it's I, i've seen lots of previews for it and heard great things about it but that's one i have not jumped into steve how about you what what are some of your favorite sci-fi movies outside of star wars um I, well i have one quick confession to make when nick mentioned um interstellar i thought he was talking about inner space for a second there where where martin short <laughs> and dennis quaid and dennis nope. quaid shrinks down real small and anyhow I, so I was like yes someone knows interstellar oh no interstellar that's, that's McConaughey. um uh mentioning comedy space or comedy uh, sci-fi from the 80s you can't go wrong with space balls mm-hmm. um, oh, you know God. that's a, that's a classic you. uh your is as big as mine <laughs> I, I always love tron um it, it's a you know the, the the original tron is is one that i think yes. people think they like but they never really watch they just remember either playing the video game or the look of what they think it is and then when they watch it like oh this is kind of boring but it's not it's a really really fun movie that has a lot of fun kind of philosophical ideas in it that that are that you know that open the door for that and then tron legacy is just i I love tron legacy from the soundtrack to the look and feel of it to the story of it and everything um but i think one of my favorite science fiction movies outside of star wars of all time of all time is independence day one of the greatest science fiction movies to come out of the 90s and um and I'm and I'm pleased to say that that answer is going to absolutely infuriate at the Dave M. Jones. <laughs> okay, <laughs> of all time, Dave, of all time right here, of all time, greatest science fiction movie, even better than Jurassic Park to come out of the '90s, Independence Day. Wow. Also, I like Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic Park was awesome for the dinosaurs, man. And mm. I would say the Transformer, the first time I heard the Transformers sound from that original Transformers movie, yes. there were chills that went yes. through my body that first. Mm-hmm. When, mm-hmm. Oh, 
there you can't take that experience away also i would like to mention the live action transformers movies i also am a big fan of those even the bad ones <laughs> so, <laughs> so steve do you think it would almost be better and easier if we just put the ones you don't like no because i don't what i what i realize is is i'm, I'm i feel like i'm skirting the line with some of this stuff as being science fiction um because i don't really like a lot of science fiction i like star wars i like the science fantasy of star mm -hmm. wars and i'm like uh you know doc d down there d doc i'm that dr dave dr dave <laughs> dr demento i'm like him um I, I love the Lord of the Rings. I, I mm -hmm. love fantasy, you know, that the aspect of fantasy. And I, I think it's when he's like, some people might call it fantasy. No, no D doc. Everybody calls it fantasy. <laughs> um, cause that's what it is. But, uh, but I do, I, I'm more, I lean more toward the fantasy side of things a lot of times in the sci-fi side of things. And so to, to rattle off a few of the science fiction things, and you mentioned Joe, you mentioned superhero movies. Mm -hmm. Now superhero movies are science fiction then just strap yourself in guys we'll go back to 1978 and start with superman and just work our way up yes you know what well, i mean like uh, that's that's kind of that that's a wheelhouse i love to be in and, and you know what we might tag everybody at the end and ask for that before we before we break away here but brent you're gonna hit me real quick before i give you I, my answers i'm sorry i just remembered one that was that is near and dear to my heart uh abyss the oh. abyss was fantastic I don't know what triggered it in something that Steve just said, but it just made me remember the underwater. I I want to live in that under in that underwater research station. Everything about the abyss was something that was awesome to me. So I just remembered it. So I'll throw that one in there. Too. You know what else? You know what else was good sci-fi was Terminator and Terminator Two, especially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were time travel stuff there. There we go. Back to the future, Terminator, bringing it all back together. I. I, because of my, just as everyone probably did in the seventies and eighties were head over heels for everything that Harrison Ford did. Mine was Blade Runner. Um, when I watched Blade Runner, I knew it was completely different than where we were going with star Wars, but man, that one, that one just got me. I, I just got so hooked on that. When did that come out? Like 82, something like that. Wasn't it right around there? Um, I just, there's something about it. It still sticks with me today. And everybody always, when I was younger and I had really white, my hair used to be a lot lighter and I had a lot more of it like down here. Um, they said I looked like Rutger Hauer, which I don't think I do, but they said I did. So maybe I do, but I really like that movie and, uh, man, it just, it just really hit. And then the fifth element, I, I love the fifth element with Bruce Willis, Mila Jovovich. Yeah. I mean, that. <laughs> That one was, that was just great. Blew me away as well. So those are that just my is, two. To that is there. fifth element is a fun one. That is a fun answer. That's good. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It just hit me just right. And who's the singer in that one? Who goes crazy? Um, that blue lady. Chris, Chris, Chris Tucker. Chris, Chris Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, yeah. That Chris guy Tucker. was, yeah, he was freaking hilarious in that movie right there. But, and I love Bruce Willis. So if we want to have a podcast sometime on superhero shows or just die hard in general, I'd be more than happy to, do a diehard, you know, one through five. And yeah, although I didn't care for five anyway. Um, so I thought you were going to go ice pirates. Joe. <laughs> no, no. You know what? Time bandits. I was going to say, bandits. what about time oh, bandits? I, I time. love time bandits. I still have never seen time bandits. Oh, what? That's good. The, everyone always says that. <laughs> it, 
you know, Sean, Sean Connery, Connery coming in at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just such a good movie. It, Steve, I'm going to say that you would probably like this movie. That's what everyone says, and I just haven't watched it, but I will. Okay. All right. Um, I do feel like we should hit on our favorite superhero movie before we hop off here, but I, I'm the floor is open. Does anyone have a Star Wars-related topic from our guests to our co- regular co-hosts that they'd like to hit? We'll go with Nick first because he, he I saw him put yeah. his hand up first. Go ahead, Nick. So out of all of the shows that were mentioned in the release when they did the 10 Disney Plus shows, the one that I'm most excited for is The Acolyte. Today, out of bestmanbulletin.com, there's been some speculation that says that Acolyte is filming in February at Pinewood Studios in London. Now, it's not confirmed. I hope it's true. Out of all of them, that's the one that I am most excited about. And so when I saw that today, I went, man, I am very excited. And I hope that that's true. And hopefully in the next not too short time period, we'll see that coming. Mass, you had a comment on that one. What, uh, which one was that again? What was that one about? I can't remember. That's actually a great question. From what I can understand, it, it like it's very, very little's known about it other than it's some sort of Sith, something that takes place uh, before the Phantom Menace. After the High Republic and before the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Which is great because I've been doing the Out of the Shadows uh, audiobook, mm-hmm. which was, I think, one of the most recent High Republic books. And I really like High Republic, but I'm ready for, hey, help me bridge the gap between High Republic and Phantom Menace. And if you if Acolyte delivers on that, I will be very very happy. Okay, Mr. Glosson, you had your hand up as well. What 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 topic do you have for us? Across <laughs> the sinkhole marked planet of Utapau. <laughs> <laughs> the Utapauans ride among the majestic reptavian herbivores known as Varactyls. <laughs> With their long, strong strides and bounds, Varactyls navigate even the uneven and vertical surfaces of their homeworld with hips that sway so much that Shakira is jealous. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best podcast we've done yet. (laughs) Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi upon Boga, a Varactyl friendly to him fought the evil General Grievous <laughs> and won. I feel like, yeah, I've been in, this is, um, wow, this is great. <laughs> we, you put Look, this I, on Disney Plus, we're rocking and rolling, folks. Come on. Listen, I, I, it's, it's been a fun running gag that I'm going to steal from my show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you straight up. You give me, give me the Star Wars version of Planet Earth. Yep. Or life. Take. You've got the biome stuff you've done. Now zoom in and get on some of those critters and have a good narrator. Dude. You know, do the narration. Uh, you know, James Earl Jones could even do it. You mm-hmm. know, yep. and just I can't do a James Earl Jones, but yeah, I'm just saying like that be that. I think that'd be a fun kind of thing to do. And I then everyone would be like, is this canon? Is this canon? <laughs> oh my god. Star Wars nature show canon? There'd be kids in their science oh class my. going, I watched this the other night. Where do I find this creature? <laughs> yeah. You know, this is you a know the Star Wars series. nature show is totally not canon because they claim the rancor. 
comes from this planet when really we saw it comes from Pelusia in the in the uh, Force Unleashed video games. <laughs> Brit, so true. Brit, so Mass, Lucas, or D Doc, any topics you'd like to hit uh, as we as we wind things down? Brent, go ahead. So is anyone slightly um, taken aback that it's December 29th that the Mandalorian season, or not Mandalorian, Book of Boba? So they kept saying December, 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 and then they dropped December 29th as the first day of the, the last day of December, almost the last day of December being the first episode. Kathleen Kennedy to you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's one of those things, I guess I was hoping and like wishing that it was going to be like middle of December, but when they dropped December 29th, I was like, wow, that's not really December. You know, I I was really getting used to the Star Wars movies coming out right before Christmas. I Mm -hmm. I was kind of getting in that rhythm. I think Disney Plus would be good to follow that because then you can sit around with the fam and your friends over the holidays and kind of talk about that. Yeah. Lucas, you you mentioned something like that to me the other day. I think when we were having lunch, that you were surprised it was so late in December. Yeah, I was because just just as you were saying, Joe. I mean, because they're for the last I don't know how many years. It's always been you know pre Christmas kind of a holiday thing. Even the Mandalorian was released what November. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I know Steve and I and a bunch got together for that first episode, and just really just kind of a time where you get together with people and just. You know, I don't know, man. That's which I know things are a little different now with um, toys and all that jazz. But you know, even for my kiddos, you know, it was like the movies coming out right before Christmas. All the merchandise was coming out right then, boom. And but now, okay, we're gonna wait till afterwards. I don't. And I, I mean, I'll, it'll still be a crazy time to watch the premiere. I mean, right after Christmas and before the start of the year. I don't understand. Well, didn't they also release that a lot of the different Disney? works and projects um you know whether it was um star wars or marvel a lot of that's been bumped back even later now would yeah, not come out this week they too, just so. re- they just released and said a bunch of like five got moved to 2023 or 2024 yeah. so i don't know what's going on so. well I, and and the thing is i think lucas you mentioned like like the going and getting the toys and stuff if you recall when the mandalorian dropped and there at the end of that first episode of the original first series of the uh, you know that first season baby yoda's there and there's no way to have a baby yoda like no one right. could get one for for at least six to eight weeks and that was well, just when the McClush, he finally came out and now he's on everything which i mean mm-hmm. is rightfully so like that lets you know just how popular and how and so i wonder what this is going to do those kinds of things are going to do to um to to licensing distribution Mm -hmm. you know and and i i think that the late release of the book of boba fett might have something to do with the marvel series releases i know hawkeye starts in november and so they may be trying to get to the end of it before they put anything else out but my thing is it's like just put stuff out you know Mm -hmm. give people the option give them a reason to keep coming back every day and streaming something you know because they they didn't have time yesterday to watch this episode and um but they know better what they're doing, I guess. You know, they're the ones with billions of dollars, not me. This is true. And and I I I'm looking forward to the Hawkeye. That's one of the ones that I'm 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 actually I think it looks like a good show. Uh, I'm excited to see that one. Hawkeye is one of my favorite characters for some weird reason. I don't think it's anybody's favorite character, but I like him. So um, seems so. that you like things with bows. 
I do. You liked uh, Green Arrow. Green yeah. Arrow, Hawkeye. Yeah. I'm... Are you an archer? N- no, not <laughs> at all. I do. You... I, yeah, I just like them. I don't know. I are just you, are cool. you Robin Hood? Let's just ask. <laughs> Men in tights. Yeah. Men in tights. There it is. There we got to it. That's his favorite fantasy movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, we're men in tights. <laughs> he died. Any, any Ta- talking about um talking about delays, that was the first time I ever had to go to the bathroom in the Mobar podcast, by the way. So I'm sorry Lovely. I was gone for Thank a minute. You. But did you guys yeah, sorry I had to share that, but I I have to say, did you guys talk about the Marvel delays? Um I know I know you're talking about how Boba Fett is uh mm-hmm. further back, but um Disney announced today they pushed a bunch of Marvel movies back like three months, four months, half a year. Like they really, they really pushed a lot back, which I, I'm curious as to what's going on. Because I kind of thought about Star Wars a little bit in that where I'm like, maybe they want to give those movies some more time. There's a lot of Star Wars stuff coming out. Maybe they want to give a little bit of a spotlight to Star Wars for a little bit. I would hope and wish that that was the case. But as I've, I don't think they put a spotlight on Star Wars yet. I think it's still a spotlight on MCU more than more than Star Wars. I would hope that's the case. But did did they also move back Indiana Jones five? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, Dave, it's it's crazy out there. Maybe it's, maybe they're all, all on shipping and they're all sitting in tankers out in the ocean oh. right now. <laughs> it's all COVID related. It's all it all comes back to. Um, I, I think they're trying to get some space between everything again and, and, and get on a, a better schedule and, and just give people time to get back going to the movies on a regular basis, because as successful as Shang-Chi was or Shang-Chi was at the box office, it wasn't, if, if you're being honest, it wasn't Marvel cinematic universe no. successful. Mm-mm. Um, and it's a fun movie. Like I would, I would recommend it to people to go see. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Uh, but it, it just, it's one of those things where, um, you know, they, they feel like they're not going to make their money if they don't back it up and give people more time to get comfortable. And two, if you notice it, it kind of spaces things out from some of the TV stuff released too, but I go back to, it's going to do murder to the licensees. Mm-hmm. If you remember the black widow situation, uh, before COVID hit, there were tons of shelves and shelves and shelves of Black Widow merchandise. Well, by the time that's finally released on Disney Plus, all the Black Widow merchandise is pretty much gone. Same thing with Shang Chi. You know, his merchandise hit shelves, and the movie was still months out. And the way they do toy distribution nowadays is you don't get another wave to kind of catch up and and enjoy the popularity of that we've now moved on to the next thing. And and so I think that. That, that people didn't get to celebrate and hang out with that movie as much as they would have liked to um, or could have through merchandising and that sort of thing. So it, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens down the line with those things. Go ahead, Brent. The other thing that I think is impacting and isn't just the, the ticket sales, but it's also currently, and I don't know if I haven't heard the resolution, there's possibly striking going on with the gaffers and the, oh, the yeah, camera that's workers. Right. That's right. So they may be pushing these back, anticipating this long strike and not being able to actually get into Uh production. So the people that are, it's not the, uh, it's the American based film association and it's the gaffers. It's all of the, 
all of the people that work on set that aren't the producers that aren't the, the talent. It's, it's not the, the writers. It's, it's everybody that's also in part of that are integral. Those 10,000 names that come at the end of credits, mm-hmm. all of those guys and that huh. union is fighting now with the organizations. And I want to say their D day time was Monday or Tuesday today mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to actually get a contract signed. And they were asking for better working hours, better relations. And I'm not sure where they're at, but they may have announced those pushbacks because they're anticipating it taking a while, or they may not have people on set. So that's pushing it back. That's not taking away from stuff that's already done. That's taking away that stuff that's in production and in the process of being filmed. Okay. Brent, bring in the knowledge. Go ahead, Steve. Dateline, Los Angeles, October 16th. The union that represents about 60,000 behind the scenes workers in film and television reached a tentative deal with producers Ooh. on Saturday averting a strike that threatened to cause widespread disruption in Hollywood, negotiator said. The International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, the IATSE, or I8C, which includes <laughs> camera operators, makeup artists, sound technicians, and others, said negotiators agreed to a new three-year contract. So, yeah, so they, they worked go. it out. Thank you're God. right. That's that They probably, Disney had probably, because when we get this news uh, about this kind of stuff, it is sometimes days, weeks, even months after they already know it on the inside. So they'd probably already decided to do that. And that ball was set in motion. And that's a great, that's a great thought, Brent. I didn't think about that, that the, uh, that, that, that strike it was threatening to happen, but apparently it didn't happen. Before well, it was I, threatening. Right. It was threatening Mandalorian season three. Yes, like there right. was a possibility that they could have delayed Mandalorian season three. Yep. If it was a long strike, if they didn't make this deal. Yep. So before I go to mass, uh, Steve, if you want to work on Attleboro saying IHC, that would mm. be good. Um, you know, think about how to fit, <laughs> fit that in. in Los Angeles. The IHC. Um, in Los Angeles, the IHC threatens to shut down all film production. What a vicious, vicious animal just trying to get what is coming to it. <laughs> Pass. Um, I know I bring you on this show and I love to just watch you laugh and smile and think, what are all these idiots talking about here? But any Star Wars topic that you want to hit on as we as we uh, fit, get close to finishing up and things like that, we've talked about a ton of things. Is there anything Star Wars related? I know you're finishing up a, a book series, not Star Wars related. Anything else Star Wars related you would want to hit on before we move on and, and shut it down? No, uh, not really. But uh, wh- when is the next thing that's coming out? I mean, when when is the next thing we're going to see? I think it's Bando or Book of Boba. Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Boba, yeah. Is it Book of Boba Fett? Well, no, it's the Star Wars oh. Galaxy of Creatures animated oh. shorts. Yeah, it's yeah. Book of Boba. Is that um, is that before or after <laughs> the uh, the under the helmet? What is it? November twelfth. Yeah, oh, November twelfth. Yeah. We're getting a um, a special thing on Disney Plus. Where they're going to talk about Boba Fett, right? They're going to do a Boba Fett That's right. yep. segment. And then we're all hoping that they're going to take some things from upcoming series and, and maybe yeah. give us a little peek. Because what into is that? that? That's that's Disney Plus Day. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah, December 29th for a big tentpole kind of thing is Book of Boba Fett. Go ahead, D Doc. It's also my five-year wedding anniversary on November 12th, which I wish I remembered when I told my wife, oh, there's a Bubba Fett special coming out November 12th. <laughs> <laughs> she said, oh, really? 
what else? She's like, that's a, that's a pretty special day, isn't it? I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't know if it's going to be an episode. Or, and she was looking at me. And then I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> My gift to you. Look at that. Five years. <laughs> we just keep giving and yeah. giving. Ooh, yeah. You might want to get that tattooed like right on the wrist area or something. It's right yes. by your watch. Never forget it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lucas, any anything you want to finish up? Any Star Wars topic you want to hit on before we kind of break bread here and, and move on? No, I, I think we've covered a, a great deal of stuff. Um, for those that are wanting more Star Wars activity, come to collecting. Uh, always check out the cantina. We've got all kinds of fun there and love for folks to, to join up if they haven't already. And got stuff rocking and roll Friday, um, next week, all kinds of stuff. So lots of fun to be having the cantina. So agree. Yeah, these guys are great. And they you guys just finished you finished the Marvel What If just recently, right? You guys and Adam Bray? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, we kind of yeah. joined forces, Geek Out Loud and the Cantina joined forces. Adam jumped in there. We did uh episode every two episodes of What If. I had a lot of fun doing it, but yeah, just wrapped up that. So, so I, I, Steve, most of these guys, we've had Adam on now four or five times, and Adam is great, but I, I hope most of these guys know I, I learned of Adam kind of listening to things that you were doing because you'd have him on. And the, the dude is one of our favorites. He brings a different perspective on everything. Yeah. And so I'm thanking you for introducing him because I'm sitting there going, who is this Adam Bray guy? Listen to you. And then I'm hearing all the books he's been a part of and all his world travels. And man, he always, he just, he's got a different point of view on the world. And he's seen and lived a different life than so many other people that mm-hmm. I've ever talked to. So it, it is great. But um yeah we need i probably need to just let him and you come on and me just kind of sit in the middle and let you two bounce back and forth and as long as his internet connection holds up yeah that'll be (laughs) that's so true with adam he is he's gonna hear that and he's gonna be like dang it yeah um um well look guys we've been going for a long time um it's not my fifth anniversary it'll be my 30th anniversary next summer but I do still want to make it to my 30th anniversary. So doing two hour shows and that kind of thing never tends to do well with that. And my wife is a lovely woman who lets us do this fun stuff and laugh every week. So I try to keep it shorter than longer so she can say, Hey, you like hanging out with me more than you like hanging out with them. Right. And then I can prove to her by spending time with her. So, um, so we've been going for a nice long show here. It's been great. I, I want to thank you guys, all, all the regular co-hosts. It's so great to see Brent back in the in the room with us. And we're going to, you know, hopefully talk Legions this weekend. Nick, D-Doc, Mass, thank you so much for always being a part of things. Uh, Lucas, again, first time on the show, and we want to thank you for being a part of it. And, and I would follow up your comments of, you know, Go to Facebook, go find, go find Chewy's Cantina uh, and, and follow it, be a part of it, be a member of it and go check it out and buy some good things because they have great stuff to sell there. And Steve, as always, uh, you, you're one of the guys who got me into doing this and I appreciate everything you've done for me. Uh, didn't, didn't know me from Adam and, and here you are coming on our show and making us laugh. And, and uh, so I really appreciate all you, you've done and, and uh, how much you and Lucas and guys like that do great things for the Star Wars community. So thank you. Well, I can, I can honestly say I wouldn't be doing any of this still if it weren't for Lucas. So he's the one that keeps me involved in all this stuff. I try. Good. We have weekly meetings at a local Chinese restaurant. That's right. <laughs> well, same, that's same true. Every week. That's true. There we go. Guys, we need to have more weekly meetings at restaurants. We don't do that. We're all... 
It's a game changer. Each other, so, game changer. Um, we'll talk about that during Legions this weekend. To all you guys, again, thank you. To our listeners, thank you. To our followers on Twitter and different social media, thank you. Uh, follow us again at Rule the Galaxy SW uh, on Twitter, Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com. Uh, Rule the Galaxy, just plain Rule the Galaxy on Facebook and on YouTube, which we will post this video uh, very soon on there. Um, thank you all. Uh, chapter 105 is in the books. I think we're going to call this one, this title, the one where Steve uh, made us laugh half the show. So um, thank you guys all. We're not really going to do that. We're not going to do that. We actually go to the Chinese restaurant and vote on titles, Steve. Oh, so we'll, good. Yeah, really we'll, do, <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> Signing off guys. Thank you again till next week. May the force be with you.